Advance your spa career with management training from the University of California. Earn a professional certificate online in just six months. Visit ce.uci.edu forward slash spa training. Welcome to SpaCast by Spa and Wellness Mexicaribe. I am Sarah Jones and I'm here today talking with Bonnie Baker. Bonnie is a seasoned professional with over 20 years of experience in the spa and wellness industry and a background in hospitality and ecotourism. She has a wealth of information working with companies such as Four Seasons, Mandarin Oriental Hotel Group. And as an independent consultant, she's developed, collaborated on or managed renowned locations such as Tabacon Thermal Spa in Costa Rica, JW Marriott in Los Cabos, Tierra Santa Spa at Feina, Miami Beach, and Chablé Resort in Mexico. With a bachelor's degree in anthropology, Bonnie's interest in well-being was born out of a search for the common stream of healing across cultures. Bonnie's work in spa and wellness has taken her into diverse fields such as biodynamic agriculture, geothermal waters, and alternative medicine. Bonnie is vice president of the board of directors, Green Spa Network, and chair of the Global Wellness Institute's Sustainability Initiative. So Deva Spa and Wellness Concepts is a Mexican-based company whose mission is to enhance the experience of well-being, further understanding, and create healing environments through connection with nature. Bonnie is a licensed massage therapist, esthetician, and yoga instructor currently based in San Miguel de Allende, Mexico. Welcome to the podcast, Bonnie. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's an honor to have you. Um, Bonnie and I have actually been friends for many years and was one of the first international um, spa industry professionals that reached out to me when I started the magazine around almost eight years ago now, almost seven years ago now. We uh, touched base on the phone first and then have met many times and had the pleasure of working together on some on some different projects. So uh, my first question for you, Bonnie, we're going to talk a little bit about sustainability today. What aspects of sustainability are most relevant to spas? Um, thanks, Sarah. Thanks so much. I do want to just mention here what a tremendous service I believe you're doing for our industry, especially in this region. And before I, I go deep into sustainability, I think it's funny that you mentioned eight years because the landscape was so different eight years ago when we first spoke together and we first reached out. Um, and when you were starting the magazine, I think you know what we've seen happening over the past eight years in the in the wellness industry and how spas relate to you know really. Um, in-depth and holistic uh, wellness and health and at, at large is uh, a very different and, and kind of almost on the cutting edge at this moment um, from where we can go and where we were eight years ago. So I just think it's really, it's really interesting to start off with that acknowledgement and, and sustainability in itself is kind of a funny word. I mean, where we were again eight years ago with the idea of sustainability and it's where we are now in the industry, it's a very different place. Um, sustainability has kind of been seen as a, a very vast and almost overwhelming um, discussion or topic because it does encompass so much and when we look at sustainability it's it's like people say well you know where do I go about it where do I come from and and I I look at it and say well what do we want to sustain what are we trying to sustain there's a lot of practices that are you know out there right now and and the way we are, are approaching 
wellness, I don't necessarily think we should sustain it. <laughs> it almost feels like we should, you know, kind of reorganize ourselves around it. So um, when we talk about that in terms of wellness and the wellness industry, it really has to do with how we are moving um, towards understanding our relevancy in the world and in nature. How does human nature reflect nature and, and vice versa? Um, so we're almost moving more towards terminology like um, vitality or regeneration or regenesis and flourishing rather than just simply sustainability. Sustainability kind of is an overall all-encompassing term, but it doesn't really do justice to what we're aiming for. And um, I do believe that we need to be careful about the words that we choose. We need to choose new words almost and new terminologies that are more accurate towards what the experiences are that we want to create. And so where this is relevant to spas and our wellness industry, I think there's, you know, there's really three levels and we've, we've almost seen this before in talking about a triple bottom line. So we see it in terms of vital people, people that are living a very vital and socially um, flourishing life, vital planet. So where the environmental and the natural component comes in and vital economy. How do we survive? How do we invest? How do we use our resources to create this, you know, new regenerative vitality? Um, and how do people actively participate in that? And the spa is a very interesting place and a very um, almost unique environment to be able to discover and to explore this. Uh, it has to do with this interdependence. And if our surroundings or our community lack vitality, it'll be more of a struggle to maintain that vitality as an individual and, you know, to create our, our own well-being. So we really see that that's, that's kind of the essence of it. On the vital planet level, spas, um, especially the larger corporate run spas or kind of, you know, very uh, large traditional spas are often the most unsustainable or have the most unregenerative practices in terms of the use of water. We use a tremendous amount of water in spas. Naturally so, that's what we're based on. Um, but, you know, that also leads to oftentimes a, an overuse of chemicals or, you know, the treatments. Um, the traditional design aspect of spas also can enhance or diminish the healing experience. And a great impact comes from the type of lighting or construction materials and the energy usage around the spas. So how is that being um, evaluated? And there's a tremendous impact as well, or a lack of awareness often around the products and the ingredients and the packaging that are used in spas and how that does impact both the experience and the therapeutic effect in the spa as well as the consumer experience at home when they you know buy a product or, or are using it in their own lives. Um, these are all very pertinent issues and aspects of the spa experience and the spa directors and managers are required to meet certain quotas or or, you know, have their standards and bottom lines. However, the long-term impact of the environment is not yet a consideration in those standards or in, in those quotas. So we should be the leading industry responsible for resolving how human health is reflected in environmental health and vice versa. And we're not quite there yet. And so, you know, whether it's built into a treatment program, a wellness program, or some of these other um, spa retreats and destination centers, these can be themes that can be explored and can really create more impact on the social and, and vital people level. And then we all really, really want to understand more this economy piece, because one of the biggest resistances or pushbacks that we get about going green or implementing green sustainable practices is the belief that it is more expensive or 
or that it will adversely impact the bottom line. And this is often a misconception, um, especially when we look at the long-term impact um, on the, you know, the programming and the, the, the materials and costs and even the guest perception and brand loyalty. Uh, it really does show a great, um, a great benefit to spas that are looking at going more sustainable and green. Um, by at this point, I, we see that by not taking a stand or not implementing some type of sustainability practices, uh, companies are actually taking a stand, and it's unfortunately not a positive long-term one. So uh, those are some of the things that you know we're we're really taking into consideration. Excellent. Yeah, I agree on uh, on many aspects there, and unfortunately, what I see when I visit a lot of spas is um, a lot of opulence, a lot of abundance, and not a lot of consideration for the waste, whether it's uh, use of plastic, whether it's packaging, whether it's laundry. There really isn't the information filtered down to the frontline staff on how to take sustainability into, con into concern. And that really is something that I would love to see change because many of our guests in spas, uh, myself included, don't want to see waste. We want to see a more sustainable environment and we don't need to use five towels in a hydrotherapy area. But the attendant keeps saying, have another towel, have another towel. And, you know, it doesn't need to be so wasteful. It can still be. We can still have abundance without waste. How can spas implement sustainable practices that enhance the guest experience? Well, that's a great question, and it does speak to what you were just mentioning. I mean, this desire from the guest point of view to see responsibility within the spas and, you know, within uh, sustainability at the core value of the companies or brands or even individual spas, because you can you can tell when there's consideration being made to how many towels are being used or, you know, it's not even just about that. It's about the quality of the materials. And if you have a towel that is more absorbent or is coming from an organic source or, you know, many different uh, levels of consideration, but that does enhance the guest experience. And, and guests are oftentimes now not looking for the opulence, but they're looking for the quality of the experience that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, overabundance, but it means really, really true, you know, not quantity, but quality. And so that that's where we oftentimes see um, kind of this misconception and misunderstanding. And I think there is a shift happening. There's it, it's it's subtle, um, but it is it is happening now. And I think spas are approaching sustainability from the point of view of eco-luxury, you know, and really understanding um, this kind of internal contact with uh, nature, with self, what the materials are represented, not having too much, not having overstimulation, but having really quality, you know, and, and that, you know, deep, deep connection. So, um, again, as I mentioned, it's really about them kind of incorporating it more into their core values and at every level of training, of experience, of purchasing and creating the consciousness around that. Um, one thing that, that uh, we often talk about is that sustainability by its very 
nature is not a trend and our industry seems to be always searching for the next trend and the next kind of like you know what's the new marketing plot and what's the new gimmick and and that's not what this is about sustainability is really about changing your mindset and understanding the very regenerative principles uh, of life and of well-being and how does that you know reflect our experience within the spa um, one big aspect I see looking at spas and the experience is this local versus global so having more attention to, you know, what can be uh, sourced or found within the community or locally, what kind of traditions and trends the, um, you know, the local culture provides and the vocation of the land and the people that have been there. That's, that's something that's really, really interesting to people, especially a global spa community that travels to get to know healing traditions around the world. So that also speaks to sustainability and, and the honoring of um, you know, the, the footprint that we can either contribute to or not. Um, there are challenges to going, you know, more green or more sustainable. And that a lot of times has to do with greenwashing and the stigma even associated to companies when they start talking about sustainability and they're oftentimes a little afraid to step out in front and then be criticized for it or judged upon you know how green are you and I always like to say it doesn't matter if you are the most green or most sustainable organization out there as long as there are steps in consciousness being taken along that spectrum um, and looking more towards you know longer term rather than short-term benefits. The information you touched upon is what every business wants, which is longevity, right? They want success and longevity. And if we can't adapt our business to be sustainable, we don't get that long-term business in the future. And, you know, that's really what everyone should be aiming for. And especially in such an industry that has such a bright future, because so many people around the world are looking to wellness and it's becoming much more than a trend. Sustainability is not a trend. Wellness is not a trend. It's a it's a lifestyle that people need and that people are turning to because of living such unhealthy life. The longevity aspect is really very important. What are your thoughts on sustainability as it relates to the balance between individuals and between humans and the planet? You know, the, 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 the essence of what we're trying to do in spa and well-being in our spa environment is really coming back to that understanding of people being part of nature and not a, uh, a separate, you know, piece of the equation. It has to do with this larger web of life. And that larger web of life leads to well-being and leads us to being a, an integral piece of a balance of nature. You know, Carolyn Mace, this uh, very well-known author and um, almost mystic, she she says that choice is a fundamental power of the human being. And I, I very much like that because we have tremendous power with our choices and the uh, free will that we have as, as human beings sets us apart from the other, uh, you know, grains of, of, of nature. We're, we're able to make decisions out of our own free will and that power to influence and impact the way our lives unfolds and the interaction with the world. It's, it's a really tremendous power and that can either energize us or deplete us. And so when we use our choices in small or large ways, when we can realize that health and suffering are choices that can also be self-inflicted, um, then, then we have this kind of personal empowerment. 
And it's about how you show up in your life and how you do this. How can you do it for yourself that allows us to be, you know, influential or to tap into that personal power that can influence others. So oftentimes I look to this, you know, whole social um, social media movement and the influencers and the bloggers and all these, you know, this, this incredible uh, movement that we have. And I say, well, you know, how are we showing up to be influencers? And how are the choices I make reflecting who I am? Choice is the change agent for the world. And so are our choices congruent with our values, with our ideals and with our goals? And when they are in alignment, when they are congruent, we have a tremendous amount of energy at our disposal. And that abundance of energy um, is, is really useful in creating a will to live in that way and to creating the world that we want to, to see happen. So I find that a lot of times what's happening now is that people feel very unempowered and very disempowered, you know, to face these major global issues that we're facing or to even face their own level of well-being. And and it really comes back to me. It comes back to that place of choice and sustainability resides in those personal choices and the ability to have options. We're very lucky in our spa industry. It's an industry that enables options. We're at socioeconomic uh, economic levels that allow us free choice in purchasing power and, you know, the materials and the products that are available to us. So uh, that's where I really feel that we can make a difference and we can make massive change on a small scale with those personal choices. I agree, absolutely. And the only way I think to be truly uh, authentic and sustainable is to be true to yourself and to show up as authentically as you can and align yourself with your values. That's the way I think everyone wants to live. How can the Green Spa Network aid the spa and wellness industry in providing sustainable options guests looking for luxury and unique experiences. Green Spa Network uh, has a specific mission, and that is to promote the vital connections between personal well-being, economic sustainability, and the health of our planet. Basically, we are looking to be agents of positive change. You know, that goes back to what we were just saying about cultivating the will and the practices that have to be cultivated on a daily basis. But as a business and as a spa looking to provide these sustainable options to guests and an environment to guests that can help them cultivate that will, the Green Spa Network has a really fantastic link being able to provide resources and gatherings and tools that spas can turn to to um, make those changes and and implement that. Uh, GSN recognizes that spas provide an important link between social and environmental efforts and sustainability. And we recognize that the industry's focus on well-being, on personal well-being, again, supports lasting vitality for people and planet. So it's this real vital connection between people and planet. So GSN has designed tools and information that can aid a spot in its goals. Specifically, GSN has self-assessment tool um, called the SAT, and that is where spas can go in and assess where they are along the sustainability spectrum. And then a toolkit that can guide them along the steps on the path, how to get to being more green. 
And then additionally, we really want to celebrate and honor the work that spas are doing on their own, whether it's, you know, whether they've implemented a workplace wellness program or a tree planting alliance or uh, work with a local school or they're doing a redesign with solar or sustainable materials. So some simple step in our uh, Green Spa Network membership pledge we also suggest uh, applying conservation practices in our use of water, energy, and other resources, adopting responsible reuse, recycling, and waste management and disposal practices. I also like to say pre-cycling because if you can uh, pre-cycle it better than recycle it, it's uh, preferable. Um, reduce the use and promotion of products that contain hazardous substances. And source materials and supplies from companies that conduct their operations in a socially and environmentally responsible manner. Excellent. Thank you. Yes, Green Star Network is an amazing source of information. So if any of the listeners uh, today haven't checked it out, then I recommend taking a look at the website. Um, do you want to tell us the website, Bonnie? Absolutely. It's uh, Network. Dot com. .org, sorry. Dot .org, yes. <laughs> okay, so take a look at that, um, do your self-assessment and see what else you can do to improve the sustainability of your spa. What I also wanted to recognise is that having been to many of the, or the conferences recently this year, many of the main sponsors of uh, Green Spa Network and of various other conferences great to see all of the social impact initiatives and programs that are coming about, whether it's to do with nature and tree planting, whether it's to do with helping children in schools, whether it's to do with global scale wellness. There are a lot of social impact programs that are gaining traction and uh, really giving back to the community, which is fantastic to see. Well, that's a really interesting point, Sarah, and if I can just interject here for a moment, because one of the things that I've really enjoyed is uh, the kind of crossover between Green Spa Network and the Global Wellness Institute's sustainability initiative and the social impact. So social responsibility has become the buzzword um, responsibility because you know, it really allows us to understand how human decisions, uh, again, make or break this, you know, kind of global well-being and and the ability to have access to um, health. And whereas sustainability has almost become a cumbersome term, (laughs) social impact or social responsibility has become a term that people really are um, embracing and looking to. So I often don't separate those out. I I very much see them as interlinked. Mm -hmm. And then even the um, initiative that you're working with, which is women in wellness, is an an incredibly important piece as we're seeing in this amazing women's movement and the Me Too movement and all of this coming out. The the feminine approach to life and to well-being and to understanding nature has been missing for a long time. And I think it's just really, that's why it's just bursting forward. And, um, you know, women in business, women in leadership, women in wellness, it's not about separating out male and female. It's about embracing the diversity and the strengths of both. I agree completely. And again, this is not a trend. This is a movement towards a more balanced future. And uh, I think that everything that is happening is significant at the moment of, you know, things that have been wrong with society, industry, business, politics, and things coming to light now can only help us work towards a better future. 
and a more balanced and sustainable world, really. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for your insights, Bonnie. I hope everyone enjoys listening to this. I want to thank you for your contribution to the industry. Um, For me, you've been an amazing inspiration and mentor throughout the years that I've known you and here in Mexico. It's really great to have you as as such a close industry friend and colleague in many different uh, projects and to see you at uh, various different events throughout the year. Not often enough always. <laughs> oh, gosh, thanks, Sarah. Absolutely. I feel the same. And I hope to see you at Congress in March. Absolutely. Absolutely. I plan to be there. So we have a few more, more fun questions. So what is your, has been your biggest aha moment within your career? There have been many aha moments, but in, you know, different contexts. I think the one that, the, if I can just say the, the aha moment that stays with me and keeps reverberating with me is when I realized it wasn't about me or my career. And when I can take the focus off of me and how I am, you know, being positioned or you know, my name in the newspaper or magazine or whatever it is, and it's really about serving. That for me is aha, and it continues to be aha because it's it's where the greatest work can be done. Excellent. I love that one. Okay, rapid insight. We're going to have a few quick questions. What is your advice for your younger self? <laughs> I wish I could go back. Um, it would be very much along the same lines is just believe in myself more and trust myself more and get out of my own way really just kind of let it flow and be more natural in just um you know working from the heart and and believing and trusting myself excellent advice tell me about one of your daily wellness rituals (laughs) Uh, i love ritual i think it's a really important part of life and i think that that is really part of the alchemy of um, you know, getting from where we are, you know, sitting in one moment to where we want to be. And the one that I most enjoy, I have to say, I don't get to do it on every single day uh, sometimes, but I try to make this um, really my main, um, you know, my main commitment is to wake up with the sun. So right at or just before sunrise, I do, I do pray. I do an active um discussion with the spiritual world I would say (laughs) you know whatever you call that whether it's spirit or god or or anything I do believe that there's a non-tangible side that I like to think I'm working with and uh and observing nature so if I can get out in the morning and be you know five minutes in the garden or while I'm having a cup of tea or coffee and just observe then that also is a really important piece of my day Excellent. And what's your favorite quote or saying? Synchronicities are a wink from the universe. So I love synchronicities when they happen. They do happen all the time if you're aware of them. And it just, for me, it is a validation of, yeah, that, that, that there are greater um, uh, equations happening around me. And then the other that speaks to me quite deeply is from Martin Luther King, and it says, take your first step with faith. You do not need to see the whole ladder. Just take your first step. And the last question, with credit to Oprah Winfrey for this one, what do you know for sure? I really do believe that that truth will set you free and that we are truly co-creators in, in life and in this world. 
Excellent. Great advice. Thank you so much for joining me on Sparkas by Spine Wellness Mexicaribe today. This was a fun conversation with Bonnie Baker. Thank you very much. Advance your spa career with management training from the University of California. Earn a professional certificate online in just six months. Visit ce.uci.edu forward slash spa training.